Welcome into the Power Alley. If you're familiar with the podcast, I'm your host, Pat Malacaro. It's been an exciting couple of days around Salem Field as the culmination of a lot of hard work and determination has gone into the Buffalo Bisons making the announcement that the herd is coming home. With the Toronto Blue Jays going back to Rogers Center at the end of July, that allows the Buffalo Bisons to return from Trenton, New Jersey, and will occupy Salem Field for the final four homestands of the 2021 season, and the Buffalo Bisons will return home beginning August the 10th against Rochester, and I know a lot of fans, and I know everyone tuning in here to the podcast is very excited about the possibilities of the Bisons returning home for the stretch run in the 2021 season in what has been a long journey to a nearly two-year layoff for the Bisons not playing in downtown Buffalo, but that will come to an end in just under a month from today, July the 19th, as the Bisons return home August the 10th to start a six-game series against the Rochester Red Wings, part of 23 home games for the Bisons at Salem Field through the remainder of the 2021 season. We'll talk a little bit more about that coming up later here in the Power Rally. But first, with the exciting news that the Bisons are returning home, we thought it'd be a good opportunity to catch up with the Bisons manager this season, Casey Candell. If you're a fan of the Bisons and the team's history, you know that Candell was a big part of the Bisons' 1997 championship squad and one of the most revered players in the modern era of Bison baseball, a veteran who helped lead the team in the mid to late 1990s and now is back having worked in the Blue Jays organization for several years at various different levels. This year, tapped to manage the Bisons along with his coaching staff of Jeff Ware, the pitching coach, Corey Hartback as hitting coach, and Devon White as a position coach along with a host of others that have joined the Bisons coaching staff this year. Casey had a chance to see this Bison. Casey has had a chance to see this Bisons team from start until now, and as we check in with Casey here in the Power Alley, we talked about just what it's been like for the Bisons to spend the season in Trenton so far for their home games and just how good this Bison team has been to this point. Casey, this week has been going very well, I think, for your baseball team, having come off the road, losing a doubleheader in Rochester and now coming home against Lehigh Valley. A couple of exciting wins. How has this week gone for you? Uh, we just, you know, we got back to you know, playing the game that we, we, we've been playing and, you know, um, been close games. They've been good games, you know. Um, so, I mean, you know, we it was close uh, the second night until we, we kind of had a big inning there. But, you know, we just have been playing well uh, the last three games and, and kind of uh, things have gone our way and the guys have, have battled and they, they're kind of grinding it out right now. So it's good. I feel like this last week has kind of been emblematic of your season so far. You know, there have been a lot of obstacles thrown in your way and losses and players have lost along the way, but through it all, your team finds a way to go up the mat every day. Yeah, they're just, you know, they're really very, very resilient and, and um, our, the clubhouse culture that these guys have built and that they they uh, come and they like hanging out with each other. And, and um, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, a good atmosphere for them to come to and, and they come to, to play every day. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's um, sometimes can be difficult in AAA to, you know, get that, that kind of feeling and that kind of personality of a team going. But these guys come and they come to compete and they come to, to win games. And so it's been working out for us. It's, it's, been, it's been great. How much has the coaching staff been involved in, in any of that and in, in just kind of lightening the, lightening the mood? 
Oh, we're, we're definitely the only ones responsible for that. <laughs> we are we are totally responsible for the atmosphere of the culture. <laughs> um, you know, it's we, you know, kind of at the start, it's like, hey, our, our deal is, you know what, come out and play the game hard and play the game the right way. You know, I'll let you know if you if you don't. And one of the staff members will let you know and we'll kind of just go at it head on and they come out and they do it. If, if there's a lack, then something slack, then we'll we'll talk to the player about it, um, you know, and we'll take care of it in house. And and these guys are good at policing themselves. But, you know, it's just they've kind of built and created this, you know, atmosphere in here and they, they have a good time and they have a good time being being around each other. And then they go out and they compete. So. It's been great watching them. I know one of the things that we were looking forward to uh, when you were announced as the manager was just your your lightheartedness and some of the stuff that made you, um, you know, remembered around around the clubhouse in Buffalo in in the late '90s. Um, is that something you can appreciate what the veterans are doing with this team, given you know your success at this level before and how much you've been leaned on as a leader? Yeah, I mean, they you know they they took it upon themselves to you know create that atmosphere and they they run with it and it's great and it's like, you know, I, I got I would be I was very serious when I got on the field and you know and these guys are serious when they get on the field but, you know, off the field and when you're in the clubhouse it was the time you know you can have a great time and have fun and and kid around with your teammates and just make it make it really a great time to be at the field and that's why you know like to be at the field these guys like to be at the field they come and they hang out and and so it's 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 they've created you know that atmosphere where it's a good place to be and i think that's important you know when you're when you're trying to build a, a clubhouse culture and a chemistry is is you know having players feel feel okay with being themselves and and being able to uh, kind of do some of the things they they have fun with you know you know in regular life so uh, you know, we kid around a lot and there's a lot of stuff, you know, and a lot of stuff flying in here and guys talking smack to one another, but they do it in good fun and, and everybody has a good time with it. And then when it's time to play the game, they lock in and, and get after it. So can it be just something as simple as the thundering herd nickname and the T-shirts that, that have been distributed in the clubhouse, just making the best of the current situation? Yeah, the trend flow Thunsons, you know. <laughs> So, I mean, exactly. And I mean, those are kind of things that sometimes you see in teams that, that go through some adversity and things are thrown at them that they kind of rise to the occasion. And it, it's a kind of a rallying point that they, you know, take, we got, we have, you know, we wear different uniforms at home than we do on the road. And, you know, um, you, you know, it's those kind of things that like, Hey, we're unique and we're, we're different and, and things that, that um, kind of bring, players together and, and have them striving for one goal. So it's, you know, it's been good. Was there at all an uneasiness maybe among the players at the start of not knowing necessarily late in camp where they would be going for AAA, whether it was Buffalo or somewhere else and, and just how they've kind of settled in and trying. Yeah. I mean, we, we didn't really know if we were going to leave Florida, you know, so that was kind of, you know, I think, once the once the uh, news came that we were going to have a season and be able to play, I think that everybody got excited about that, and it was like, okay, where well, we're going? Yeah, but you're going to Trenton. It was like, I don't think anybody really cared. It was just, hey, we're going to have a season. We're going to have we're going to play other AAA teams, and so that was what was exciting, and and they've carried that on, and just you know what what 
they, whatever is thrown their way, they just kind of just kind of grind through it. So it's been a good, a good, good deal just to be out playing games. And speaking of playing games, one of my biggest question marks coming into the season was how would maybe some of the players that were not at alternate training sites last year be able to acclimate to, to the game this season? Is that something that some of your players had to work through in those first couple of weeks of game action? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think about like all the time that they had off and and it's like, I mean, I mean, players were even saying, man, I forgot how fast the game was, you know, it's like and and you just don't you don't get that feeling until you get back into, um, you know, competition and the game speeds up and everybody's going full speed and you're like and, and it means something. So, you know, it's just a matter of. Um, you know, it's a feeling that you, you get and you get back into it. And it's like, if you've been away for it for quite a long time, it's like, oh man, that's right. This thing happens really fast. And this, uh, these things go down really fast. So I need, I need to, I need to step it up. And I think it takes a little while for them, uh, some of the guys to get back into it, but, but, you know, now they're at, you know, full speed and, and everybody's feeling comfortable. And for your team on the pitching staff side of things, you've been pretty much at the top of, of the leaderboard, whether it's TBRA or strikeouts, um, from, from the start of the season to now, is that maybe one area where your team was able to get a step on others earlier in the year? I mean, if you look at it, I mean, obviously, you know, when you look at successful teams, they usually pitch and play defense, you know, and, and you can be in any game. And, and I think that's been what has happened with us, you know, throughout the, this season, we, our pitching staff keeps us in games and we can scratch out runs. Sometimes, you know, we swing the bat very well for a period of time, but, but when you have a solid pitching staff and you know they're going to keep you in games, you still feel where whenever time of the game is, you feel you can still win the game because they keep you close and they keep you in that striking distance where, you know, a three-run home run gets you, gets you over the top to, you know, put you in the lead. So I think if, we, if I look back at our games, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know that we've blown many people out per se, um, but we haven't been blown out either. So I think, you know, maybe a couple of times we, we gave up quite a few runs, but but I don't think there's been big, big discrepancies in in losses, you know, just, and that's just, that's just looking back and, and kind of trying to remember everything. And it's like, you know, I am getting older, but maybe early in the year we did get blown out a little bit, but I think we just, you know, when you have a pitching staff that can keep you in games, it's just so important that, you know, and it keeps your, your, um, just keeps you like feeling like, man, anything can happen. We can win this game. So. And I guess uh, on Thursday night is a good example of that. Even when the bullpen gives up a couple of runs, Raven Valera gets on, Kevin Smith drives him in and boom, you've got a walk off victory. Right. So, and, you know, and that's, and that's just kind of the feeling that they that that when you play in close games, you're always feeling like, and you know, you've won a few of them. You always feel like, okay, anything can happen. Shoot, it's like, and then you see, you know, Bravik does a great job, gets on, and it's like, okay, here we go. And then you know, Kevin comes through. So, yeah, we've had a few games like that, and and you know, it just seems that uh, these guys they don't give up and they, they keep grinding it out and the pitchers keep us in games and we play good defense and, you know, hopefully we can keep that up and keep, uh, keep having the success that we're having. And speaking of Kevin Smith, the one thing that struck me in his post game uh, interview on Thursday was someone asked him about why he is so good in the ninth inning. And he, it sounded, it sounded like he just kind of treats it like any other at bat, even though the pressure's on. 
Um, what have you noticed from him, whether it be in the field with the plays he's made or at the plate uh, that has made him so comfortable with the AAA? Um, it's just that, you know, feeling feeling like uh, the confidence that he's going to get the job done. Um, you know, swinging the bat, he's been been consistent all year and been, you know, swinging it well. He went into a little funk like maybe last week a little bit. Um, but I think that was just a, a situation of him trying too hard a little bit and then just kind of stepping back and going, hey, man, you know, you know, if I, I get I need to you know, be patient, get good pitches to hit and, uh, you know, things will be okay. So I think he, he got back to that and, you know, he's just, uh, works at his game. He goes, you know, he's, he's working, always working at the hitting side and the defensive side. So, you know, he goes about his business the right way. And, and, um, you know, they're having the confidence that, uh, Hey, if I go up, you know, anything can happen and I'm just going to put good swings on the ball and, and see what happens. So I think when he gets back to when he, when he's doing that, he's, he's very, very good. And, and defensively he's, you know, I, I had him in 2018 and I thought, you know, he was a, an elite infielder then. So, I mean, he's just continuing to work on that and, and progress and get better. And he's not the only player that you've had in the past as well. You know, how is it, been as as a coach in this organization to see players grow and you know maybe Alec Manoa is a good example from earlier on in the season just yeah. three starts to triple a and boom he's excelling in the big leagues yeah yeah it's really cool to see you know I mean if you can have as a as a staff member or coach or, or a manager if you can have a little bit of influence on a player that that gets to the big leagues that they can remember maybe one or two things that you would taught them or talked to them about or anything it really makes it um, satisfying as a as a coach but it also is satisfying just to see them go up and succeed in the big leagues and and uh, succeed see guys that you've had and had an influence on maybe to, to be successful in the in the future so you know it's 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 part of I mean it's it is what what drives you as a as a coach and and what where you get all the satisfaction from is if if players can take a little bit from you of what you have or maybe knowledge or experience or something and take a little bit of that and keep it. They don't even have to tell you that they did, but, but if, you know, if you can feel like you had an influence on them, it, it makes you feel great as a, as a coach to be able to do that. So. You know, as I look at your roster a little bit, you tell me if, if you think this is as unique as I think it is. You've only have one actual outfielder on your roster as of today. And even yeah. Logan Warmoth is a converted infielder to outfielder. You know, how different is that in 2021? I've, I've been, I've been mentioning it. Like the, I've been mentioning to Devo and, and uh, uh, Jeff Ware and Corey and, and all the, the guys here, like, like, man, you know, it's really interesting. Like, you know, we, we have played like almost a whole year with like, one outfielder but he was converted infielder i said it's pretty funny we we just like we could we like we, we throw like seven guys out there and they're all ex-infielders <laughs> and uh we have a catcher and a pitcher you know so there's there's our lineup seven infielders and the pitcher and a catcher but um you know i mean you know gosh you know shoot kudos to those guys for you know going out there and and they're doing a a, a damn good job of, of, you know, being outfielders, you know, when they're, you know, their backgrounds have been in infield for a long period of time. And it's not, it's not an easy transition just to go out there and, you know, start tracking balls and, and um, chasing them down. So, you know, it, 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 I think 
it always helps if you can play more positions, you know, because because very rarely do you go to the big leagues at the position that you normally play. Usually it's you're going to the big leagues because you're hitting, you know, for the first time and you're offensively or you're doing well and like, okay, where can we plug them in? And, and so I think, you know, being able to have that versatility and that, you know, adaptable to different positions, I think it's good for these guys. So they've done a great job, no complaints. And they, they always, they, they, um, they're definitely like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do whatever we want, whatever you want to do, let, let's do it. So they've been very receptive to it and it's really cool. And you mentioned a couple of times, so I want to mention your coaching staff and your support staff. How have they been uh, through this whole whole situation and helping you and, and everybody else? And whether it's you know, Corey Hart, Devon White, Jeff Ware, and even down to Caleb and Lesh, you know, working yeah. at the, the support side of the training and, and, and clubhouse staff. Yeah, it's just everybody has been a, has done a great job, and they're all you know um, they're here every day, and they're they're you know here early and doing doing the work and and you know really really wouldn't be where we are if it's not for those guys the david howells and the behind the scenes you know with the pitching and, and justin batcher with the strength and conditioning jake mcquigan does a lot of the data stuff and and um jeff stefan who's like our video guy he's he's been tremendous and like you know the guys you mentioned Corey, devo jeff um where it's it's just been um you know a pleasure to have him in you know, our nutritionist, Kat Nangieri, she's been, she's done a great job and keeping these guys, um, you know, out on the field, hydrated and nourished and, you know, you know, uh, ready to go. There's a lot that goes into it, man. And it's, uh, you need them all to, to be there and to be doing their job and to keep, to keep people going, going forward. So, I mean, you know, it's been great. And Lesh has been awesome. So, you know, he's, he's tremendous. He takes care of me. So, you know, I sit in here. I sit in here in the office, and he's, he's always like uh, checking, make sure I'm okay. <laughs> well, no one less that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, well, Casey, I appreciate you taking some time today. Glad to chat with you over Zoom. I hope to see you here at Salem Field very soon. It's been uh, great to watch your team all season long. All right. So, thank you so much, Pat. It's been great. Thank you. Our thanks to Casey for joining us here in the Power Alley. I cannot wait to see the Bisons manager along with the rest of the coaching staff and the players at Salem Field. As we mentioned at the outset of the Power Alley podcast here today, the Bisons have announced the herd is coming home August the 10th, the start of 23 home games at Salem Field before the end of the 2021 season. I know you are probably just as excited as I am to see the Bisons return home into downtown Buffalo a place the team has not been in nearly two years. A lot of hard work has gone into this announcement today. And for the very latest, don't forget, you can always find it on social media, on Twitter at Buffalo Bisons, Facebook.com slash Buffalo Bisons. You can find us on Instagram as well. And as always, you can find it at Bisons.com. As tickets will go on sale a week from today, July the 26th. More information will be released in the next several days, including promotional schedule, for the final 23 games of the season, ticketing information as well. If you're a season ticket holder and tuning in here to the podcast today, we'll be sending you an email very soon detailing all of the ticket policies and procedures for the rest of the 2021 season and how to handle your previous credits from last season that have been rolled over as well. Stay tuned for all that. And again, if you missed anything or want to just see the fine print again, you can head over to bisons.com 
We've got everything laid out for you. And as more details become available, we will put them there along with all our social media platforms here in the Power Alley. We'll keep you up to date as well. So there's 23 home games for the Bisons when the team returns home August the 10th. There is one more homestand in Trenton, New Jersey to go. The Bisons will welcome Syracuse this week for a six-game series. Then the team hits the road for a 13-day, 12-game road trip. The first six at Polar Park against the Worcester Red Sox, July the 27th through August the 1st. An off day, followed by six games in Lehigh Valley. The lone trip to Allentown, Pennsylvania for the Herd this season is August the 3rd to the 8th. And then the Bisons will make their way home August the 10th for a six-game set against the Rochester Red Wings. The final time the Bisons and the Red Wings will meet at Salem Field this season. Then the Bisons, if you're not familiar with the rest of the schedule for the remainder of the year, it's home a week, on the road for a week. Bisons will be home again August the 10th through the 15th against Rochester. They'll visit their throwaway cup rival, the Syracuse Mets, for a series August 17th to the 22nd, followed by another homestand against Worcester. The first trip to Salem Field for the Woo Sox comes August the 24th through the 29th. Then the Bisons are on the road in Scranton-Wilkesbury to end the month of August and begin September. Following Labor Day on September the 6th, the Bisons are home once again September 7th through the 12th, hosting Syracuse back on the road at Rochester in September the 14th to the 19th. And then the final homestand of the regular season will begin September 22nd. The Bisons will host Lehigh Valley for a five-game series as part of this new stretch run of 10 extra games that have been added to the 2021 schedule this year in lieu of a traditional postseason. It'll be a 10-game sprint to the finish. The Bisons will host Lehigh Valley again September 22nd to the 26th. Off days, Monday and Tuesday, followed by the final five games of the season in Syracuse to end the year at the beginning of October. It's going to be an exciting time at Salem Field as we get the ballpark ready for you, the fans, to once again enjoy Bison's baseball. It's been great hosting the Toronto Blue Jays for the past two years. This week will mark the 50th game if all three games against the Boston Red Sox are played this week, marking 50 games for the Toronto Blue Jays at Salem Field and for the Bisons, a point of pride that we've been able to help out our parent club. But now we are very excited for the Blue Jays to return home to their home at Rogers Center and for the Bisons to be coming back to Western New York and calling Salem Field home for the final 23 home games of the season and final 46 games of the year. It'll be an exciting end to the year and a great way to cap the summer in downtown Buffalo with baseball in August and into September all the way through Labor Day as the Bisons will once again be home for 23 games through the end of the season. Again, you can find all the details as we lay them out and as we add more information as well over the coming days and weeks. Head over to Bisons.com to see all that. Social media platforms, Twitter at Buffalo Bisons, Facebook.com slash Buffalo Bisons. You can find us on Instagram. And again, we will give you the very latest right here in the Power Alley. It's an exciting couple of weeks leading up to August the 10th. We'll have more here in the Power Alley. Until then, I'm Pat Melicaro. We'll talk to you next time.